The future belongs to those who control the culture, and the culture belongs to those who control the conversation. So we are having the conversations you wish you could have at church to build a safe and vibrant community. This is the Oz Table Talk Podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of Table Talk. And this time we're going to be talking about our next step in the series of the 28 Fundamental Teachings of Scripture that we have been working our way through. And we are up to baptism, which is a very core teaching. But today there's the five of us at the table. There's myself, Luke, Nato, Matt, Dave, and Ben. And we thought it'd be a bit of a fun way for us to start by just sharing our baptism experiences. So maybe in short order, we can uh, share where we got baptized and what the highlight of it was for us. So who wants, who wants to start before I nominate someone? I will. Uh, so I was baptized when I was 16 by our local church pastor, Pastor Danny. Shout out to him if he's listening. Great dude. Yeah, I got baptized at the beach. It was a really uh, cool experience because it was pouring down rain that day. And so uh, all through church, all through lunch, and then all the way almost to the beach, it was just pelting down with rain. And I didn't care so much because I was going to get wet anyway. <laughs> but it was really awesome because as we drove closer to the beach, just you could see the clouds opening up. And so we had this really sunny um, place. And I, I got baptized at this like really private beach. So we were like the only ones on the beach. And it was just, it was just perfect, you know. The waves like stopped just as I was, you know, walking out in the water with Danny. And it was almost like a, like a calm came across this spot where I was. It was like almost like a little lake within mm. the ocean. So, mm. yeah, really awesome day, awesome experience. So, mm. highlight. So, I was baptized when I was 21. I was actually baptized with a group, which a lot of baptisms are these days. I was baptized in a pool on a very warm summer's day. That's nice. Yes, yeah, yeah. so <laughs> I was certainly a lot cooler than the, everyone else. <laughs> I was baptized by our local pastor, Pastor Roni, mm-hmm. which everyone at the table knows. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was an absolutely wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. It always is. I'm similar to that in the sense that I was also baptized at about, uh, well, I was 20, so about similar age. Um, but for me, it was it was really strange because I'd been around the church all my life, but actually hadn't made that decision. And so, um, but for me, I, I got baptized in the church itself, at Harvey Bay Church, and I was baptized by two pastors, uh, Pastor Frank and Pastor Larry, both of which, uh, you know, very, very special. I've got so much respect for both of them. Pastor Larry Laredo has, uh, he's passed away now, but he had a massive positive experience in my life. But for me, the the highlight of that, I still remember really, really super clearly when I came out of the water, I had a sense that, you know, like the, the uh, dedication ceremony of a ship or something like that, where it's like put into service. Like that was like the feeling that I had. It was sort of like, okay. I know a ship. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That wasn't actually the words that were in my mind. But oh, sorry. Smooth yeah. sailing? <laughs> Since then, no. But um, but yeah, that was. I had a real clear sense that I had been commissioned. I had something to do from Amen. that point on. So. Amen. That's cool. Mm-hmm. What about you, Nada? Um, I got baptized uh, when I was 17, I think it was. And middle of winter in a lake. Pastor have a wetsuit on? No, he didn't. Oh, no. Go him. Brave. So, um, the 
church head elder went through the studies with the group that I got baptized with. So he he was in the water with us as well, um, which is really good. Mm. Um, That's a really amazing experience. I I had similar sort of experience as you, Dave, with rain, but Mm. it there was just a very fine mist when I got baptized. Mm. So much better than it had been. A a, a lot (laughs) better than it had been. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's yeah, Mm. really good. Mm. What about you, Matt? Yeah, so I got baptized when I was 12 with a bunch of school friends. So, I guess a bit younger than the rest of you. But yeah, but you still are. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am much younger than the rest of you. Oh, so much. <laughs> Young and... But, yeah, so we got we got baptized as a, as a group of school friends. We'd done our studies with the local church pastor. And, yeah, we all decided to make that decision together as well. So, mm. yeah, that was a... Sabbath afternoon and about 10 of us, yeah. So, yeah. cool. Oh, that's cool. That's probably a good um, for us to get the context, I, I, I guess, for anyone who's not as familiar with baptism well, itself. I noticed that none of us got sprinkled <laughs> for a start. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. That is true. I'm sure we'll, we'll deal with that, but yeah, it'd probably be good for us to actually define what we're talking about when we say baptism, right? Yeah. It's not actually an English word, is it? <laughs> yeah. True. <laughs> yeah. The official position of our church found in the 28 fundamentals is by baptism we confess our faith in the death and resurrection of jesus christ and testify of our death to sin and our purpose to walk in newness of life thus we acknowledge christ as lord and savior become his people and are received as members by his church baptism is a symbol of our union with christ the forgiveness of our sins and our reception of the Holy Spirit. It is by immersion in water and is contingent on an affirmation of faith in Jesus and evidence of repentance of sin. It follows instruction in the Holy Scripture and acceptance of their teaching. Hmm. Yeah, that was a mouthful. (laughs) And that a mouthful of big words. That's the thing. That's the thing, though. When you want to I- explain a large concept in a short amount of time, you use big words to compress the meaning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a lot said there too. So we we'll probably we will unpack that. But I, I think uh, the first part there is probably what gets emphasised most of the time. You know, baptism is a, a confession of our faith. Um, yeah. So. So the origins of baptism in scripture. It's interesting, you know, a lot of biblical teachings you can trace, you know, from Genesis to Revelation, but baptism isn't one of those. Uh, if I'm correct, the first time anybody was, you know, baptized in the sense that we're talking today was John the Baptist when, when he was, you know, given that call to prepare the way for the Lord. And, and so he was baptizing people in, into uh, repentance. And so obviously, you know, John the Baptist, yeah, you know, that's we how got that name. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we obviously call him that because that was, you know, a, a major component of the work that he did. So for, for for John, he was again, he was preaching, he was calling people mm. to repentance, and so baptism for, 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 from John's perspective mm. symbolized that that change of heart, that turn mm. from the life that I'm living now, the self-devoted life, yeah. to the Christ-devoted life, and and so it was a it was a decision to turn. And yeah, to confess faith in Jesus. Yeah, absolutely, and and John's uh, John's experience is really interesting because he is so different from the other stories in Scripture and and other characters in Scripture. In 
uh, John chapter one from verse fourteen, where it talks about the the word became flesh, right? So that's like talking about Christ. But then from verse fifteen onwards, it says John bore witness of him that, that that is Jesus, and cried out, saying, "This is he of whom I said, He who comes before me is preferred before me, for he was before me, and of his fullness we have received grace for grace." And the law was given through Moses. So he goes like basically he is heralding. Jesus coming and he's and his way of p- making preparation for that is to lead people to repentance and the the physical sign of that for him was baptism mm-hmm. and so that's where it enters the biblical narrative. It's a good word you use there. I think we'll probably talk about that some more but the word sign on mm. baptism was was to signify yeah. a change that had taken place in the heart in the life. Mm. And if we were to think about an Old Testament symbol um, that had that same what that communicated that same message? What would it be? Be circumcision. Yeah. So circumcision again was similar in that it signified it. It wasn't circumcision that was the saving, you know, thing. It was what it signified. The fact that they had commit had, that they were in a covenant relationship with God. Yeah. Basically. Well, yeah, yeah. There's so much more to it than that, but I, I guess we can yeah you know, oversimplify yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the other thing about I mean. There are a lot of similarities because we look at baptism and that is essentially the gateway to the church, right? So when people accept Christ and and join the church, the baptism is the gate through which they go, so to speak. Whereas in the uh, Old Testament, the the act of circumcision is different in the sense that, well, it's the same in the sense that it was signifying God's people. So in that sense, it was the gateway into God's people because you had to be circumcised in order to be an Israelite. But it was different in the sense that uh, that babies were circumcised. And that's a key difference that we do need to understand mm. between baptism and circumcision mm-hmm. because it was uh, not necessarily the free will of the individual that made the decision. There's yeah. also a second major difference, which is it's only males that are circumcised. Mm-hmm. That is true. Whereas with the new, with the new covenant and baptism, both genders are now baptized. Yep. Yeah. As a personal commitment, whereas the circumcision, um, the male was then the head of the family, mm-hmm. and so it would yes. ca- carry over. So there's quite a few little differences there. Yeah, but obviously what we the are core. saying is this: mm. what it signifies mm. was yes. the same. Um, obviously, in the sense that the symbol, mm. uh, the, the, the symbol it carried the same meaning. Yes. Yeah, and that um, is joining the uh, the family of Christ. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now you use the word that baptism is the gate into the church. I felt a little bit like, oh, I don't like that because, mm. you know, Christ is the gate. <laughs> yes, um, in that sense, yes. <laughs> but no, but it's good that you said that because it made me think, well, okay, what is baptism really? So, baptism, like we just said, symbolizes symbolizes what's gone in, on in our heart. But what is it that's gone on in our heart? Hmm. And I think we're probably going to talk about this more as we go along. But I think it's important to note that when, when Jesus came to the earth, the, the Jesus that John was, was, you know, leading people toward, he came as the, the new Adam, Paul would say. Hmm. You know, the, 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 the first Adam led all into sin. Hmm. And so we were part of that body, so to speak, yeah. the corporate body of, of Adam who fell hmm. um, before... Christ, yeah. and then Christ comes onto the scene as the new Adam, and then and thus the new body, the new corporate body, and that's why when Paul says that you know we we are brought into fellowship in the church, he says into the body of Christ. So when we are baptized into Christ, we are baptized into Christ and the church, because like you said, yes. 
if, if we go through the gate of baptism, we're going through the gate of Christ because we're mm-hmm. coming into, we're, we're dying to self mm-hmm. and we're coming into the new humanity mm-hmm. uh, through baptism, through dying to the old humanity. Mm-hmm. So we're going from one body to the next body, mm-hmm. the, the body of, of self mm-hmm. to the body of Christ, which, mm-hmm. is, which is the church, uh, mm-hmm. to use Paul's metaphoric yeah. uh, language. I know just to, I guess, wrap some, some scripture around that, uh, I, I was planning to, I think we we're planning to chat about this text a little later on, but I think it's relevant now. So I just want to go there, which is Romans chapter 6, because Romans chapter 6 gives us really what we're talking about now is we're defining baptism. And if we're going to define baptism, I think this is one of the best places to do it. So uh, Romans chapter 6 and verse 1 says, What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. Or God forbid, the old King James says, How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. Stop there for a second. Yep. Walk in the newness of whose life? Jesus. It's to life. walk in the newness of Christ's life, isn't yeah. it? So when we because come out, he's of the, the only one that resurrected, right? Yeah. So when we he come hasn't. out of the waters of baptism, symbolically, mm. we're now walking in the newness of of the resurrected Jesus' life. Yes. Um, and so the challenge that we'll probably talk about as we go on is that we don't always continue walking in that you know new, yeah. newness of Jesus' life. Mm. But yeah, symbolically that. That's what's going on. Sorry yeah. to interrupt you. No, no, that's totally fine. Um, verse 5. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Hmm. So probably probably a good spot to stop there but basically we we by being baptized what we're saying is we are voluntarily putting our old life to death and we are picking up christ's life from that moment forward Mm -hmm. so jesus died and rose again and baptism is the symbol of that but it's the symbol by which we partake of that with him Mm -hmm. okay so we did begin this by saying what is baptism and I think the the summary we got in that big lump of a statement that our church has yeah. um, was really good but let's simplify that down what does it mean to be baptized well as I said it's not an English word yeah. and yes we use it in the English language that's not what I meant yeah. what I meant is they they took the word baptizo or however you say it in the Greek mm. and they just they, they couldn't find another word right yeah. to replace it and mm. so they called it baptism in English mm. so it's really a Greek word that we're saying with an English twist yeah. because there was no English word that you know adequately portrayed what baptism was yeah. except for probably the word immersion yeah. um, and so when we talk about baptism just just to be really clear what we're saying here because if someone's listening along it might not have been clear to this point mm. we're saying like like it just pointed out in Romans 6, that we're dying and we're going down into the grave, the watery grave of baptism. Mm. We're being buried in, in, in the likeness of Christ's death mm. under the waters. That's yeah. the immersion. And then we're coming up into the newness of life. Yeah. So when Scripture talks about baptism... It, it means, the word means, <laughs> yeah. to go down under, to yeah. be immersed. And so, just to put a fine point on it, mm. 
you're getting immersed in water, you're not getting sprinkled, you're not, you know, doing anything else. You, you are literally going under the surface of the water because that's what's required yeah. for the appropriate symbolism. Yeah, and, and to go, like, to be really clear, what we're saying here is we're not saying, you know, oh, well, it's all, you know, wrong and evil and blah, blah, blah for these others that do it different ways. We're saying they're not actually, they're not actually carrying out the full meaning of the symbol. And so we would encourage people to, if you're going to get baptized, get baptized by immersion, yeah. because that's saying I wanted to, I want to be dying with Christ so that I can be resurrected with Christ. Yeah. yeah. If you're just being sprinkled, I mean, what is that symbolizing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And Let's be symbolizing. The, and the histor- whole historically, we can actually look at churches right up to fifth and sixth century, and you'll actually find that they, for the most part, will have a baptism font out the back. Mm-hmm. Some of these are. Absolutely um, huge on these old churches. So you can yeah. baptize a couple hundred people in some of these things. Okay. That's wow. like an Olympic pool. <laughs> well, they kind of look like ponds these days because they've got little lily pads and everything else because yeah. um, these are mostly Catholic churches now and they do so it by sprinkling. Used, yeah. So they use a different method these days, but originally mm. it was immersion. So here's a question for you then. If that is what the Bible teaches, and obviously we're saying it is, but what about people that can't be baptized for whatever the reason may be? Or are there any reasons that someone couldn't be baptized, as an example? Yeah, well, I, I was going to say, what, what we need to understand too is while we're talking about baptism, it's really important is we keep coming back to it. This is a like a symbolic act, mm-hmm. okay, that we carry out in public mm-hmm. to signify something. But the the action itself, m- like me being dunked under the water, didn't save me. Yeah. No. So if someone for say they've got a medical reason, yeah. mm-hmm. you know that they can't be immersed for for yeah. whatever whatever yeah. reason, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But if someone for for a genuine reason cannot be immersed, that doesn't stop them from getting the same. Yeah. yeah. Benefits. Yeah. For for yeah. lack of a better word, yeah, God's not going to be standing up there going, "Oh, he actually didn't go all the way under the water, <laughs> yeah, so well, therefore he that's can't right. come yeah. in." Well, yeah. what happened if you know, say yeah. the the pastor kind of hashed it a little bit, and <laughs> they didn't get the, the feet last came out. <gasps> yeah, the, the, the last strand ahead and go under the water. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's going to be bald when he gets to heaven. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think for that question, as far as you know do we allow for some deviations away from this idea of immersion baptism? Yes, we do. We do, I I will say, look for a bit of a genuine reason and not just a simple fact of, I don't really feel like getting wet. Yeah, it's a bit cold. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. you know, like, so there's there's things like that we we generally look for when we look for a deviation, but Mm. there are genuine reasons for not being fully immersed. Yeah, Yeah. and yeah. And and we do do it. I've I've seen a um, in my years at the church. I've seen it a couple of times, and they're taken in in what we call on confession of faith. Yep. Mm. One of them was they were they actually got baptized in a Baptist church, so they were done by immersion. And the other one is they were on they were an older individual, and they just could not get um, it was get not the, physically possible for to, them to climb into the water. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. they were taken on confession of faith as well. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And I think this is one of those things that we need to recognize that God is. Uh, you know, God is not up there with a rule book trying to make sure that as many people get filtered out as possible. He's up there trying to make sure as many people get in as possible. You know, yeah, God's so, the same. He's he's looking for yeah. reasons to put you in the book yeah. of life. But, yes. but the symbol doesn't give him that salvation. That's right. No, that, that's, that's what, what obviously that's what I think we to. wanted to to clear up with that idea. So before we uh, get any deeper into the... 
You right there, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> so before we, sorry, you hungry, mate? Need to bring in the dinner bell. <laughs> yeah. uh, so before before we get any deeper into this particular topic, let's pause for a break, and we will be right back. Have you taken a look at our Patreon page yet? Patreon is a way for creators to get paid for creating, and if you would like to contribute to us financially, even for as little as $1 a month, it will make a massive difference to us. And if you have a look, at, there are various levels and rewards that you get for supporting us, ranging from a shout out on the show to special uh, branded t-shirts and all kinds of stuff that's available. So I would highly recommend heading across to Patreon slash OzTableTalk to have a look at what you can get by supporting us. Okay, we're back. So, uh, just before the break, we were talking about the symbol of baptism and we were talking about how we can sometimes take the symbol too far and that we shouldn't take it to the place where all of a sudden we start placing salvific value on the symbol. But we've only sort of talked a little bit about what the symbol, well, what baptism symbolizes. So, baptism does symbolize our commitment to Christ. That That's, you know, true. It definitely does. Um, but more than that, Baptism also symbolizes Christ's commitment to us. So in, in Matthew 28, if you just want to have a look there, Jesus is, is giving the commission to his disciples. And he says, All power is given to me in heaven and in earth. Go therefore and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. But notice there, Jesus says... To, to the disciples, go make disciples and then baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, we know a little bit about Scripture. For anyone who's listening that doesn't, what do you guys think when you think the name of God? Uh, character, who He is, the yeah. core of who He is. So in the Old Testament in particular, people were given names that generally had a character significance. Mm. Like all of these characters in the Bible, if you go and look at their names, they mean something that generally <laughs> plays out in their, their lives, right? Mm. And it's the same if you follow the story through with God. You know, the name of God, the name of God, the name of God, what that generally invokes in the Old Testament. And remember, Jesus is speaking to disciples who read the Old Testament. Mm. <laughs> you know, they're not here now reading New Testament like we do um, all too often. What what they're doing is they're reading the Old Testament. So he's using Old Testament symbology. And he says to them, baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so what he's saying is immerse them, because remember that word baptism means to immerse, to, to overflow, to, to be completely taken in by, what does it say though? The name, the character, the, who God is, of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so baptism is not just a symbol of our commitment to Christ. Baptism is also a symbol of us being completely and fully immersed in who God is. And what a powerful symbol and what a beautiful experience that should be yeah. if we knew that. And in a sense, that is even more transformative than, than the former because the former is, you know... It's the outworking of that one, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. It's If we're looking for the source, the source is God and what he does who and he who, who he is, mm. Not, mm. Our, not in our attempt to be faithful exactly. to him. That's what drives our commitment yes. uh, rather than vice versa. And yet, we were talking just before we started recording today... How many of us, when we went into our baptisms, 
knew that, you know, knew that baptism was symbolizing God, God's love. Do you guys out there want to guess how many of us? (laughs) None. Yeah, none of us understood baptism as an immersion in God's love. We all understood it as our commitment to Him. And so we were going in there as faithful soldiers committing to Christ, and yet we had not realized that at the same time God was was immersing us Mm -hmm. in every good quality that He is. And so when we die in Christ, well, die with Christ, I should say, and then raise with Him, we're, we're raising in this immersion of who God is. And we become, we become symbolically mm. just like Him through that immersion experience. Mm. Getting excited here and bashing on the door. Yeah, I was <laughs> so, um, but does that mean that we are then going to continually be representing that exactly we keep coming back to this maybe we should just talk about that's what i was about to say we haven't really had this discussion yet so i'm sort of pushing back in that direction so paul in romans 6 said that when we die die with christ we should be resurrected with him and we should no longer be slaves to sin (laughs) how many of you had the experience after baptism where everything was okay again all hands down. Yeah. <laughs> no one's buying that. Eh? No one's buying that. Yeah, and so we're recognizing that we may go in to the water, die with him, be resurrected uh, as as a new creature, and then yet we might still, like the dog, go back to its vomit and return to our old ways. And yeah, I think we've all experienced that and, and continue to experience that. So baptism is not an end to all sin, is it? No, no. It, it, is the, it is the sign that we have committed ourselves to God. It's not the sign that we have... Uh, that we're that, perfect. That we're perfect and we're ready for translation. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So if you... Because we've been talking about baptism and there's a lot of importance to baptism and that, that it being the, the start of our Christian journey and all these good things we've been talking about, yes. But... Does what does that mean for the people who aren't baptized? Does that mean if someone is not baptized, that then they will therefore be lost? You would you would want to hope not, wouldn't you? Because then we wouldn't get to see Moses, and we wouldn't get to see Elijah, <laughs> and we wouldn't get to see. Oh, hang on, they're yeah. already there. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Good point. What? 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 <laughs> no, but seriously though, um, all jokes aside, there are people who would would believe this and teach this that if you have not been baptized, you will not be saved. Where does that come from, boys? Do, do we have some Bible verses to put around it? I know there's one in Mark. I'll have to look at where in Mark. Yeah, we, we do have some. You have one in Acts, didn't you? You showed me it earlier. Um, I'm trying to find it right now. Well, in the meantime, while you're looking for that, another good example of showing somebody who will be in heaven who never had the opportunity was the one of the thieves on the cross with Christ. Mm, true. Christ said, today... You'll be um, with me in paradise. With me in paradise. Hmm. Not that day, but <laughs> yeah. I, I tell you today. Today, yeah. yes. I'm telling you right now. That you will be in you paradise. Be. And he yeah. never had opportunity to be baptized. So I think that's that's my favorite example of it anyway. Yeah. No, that, that, that is a good one. So the... Um, what was the uh, act to... You said it before, Matt. Do you remember? Acts two thirty something thirty eight. Is that what we're talking about? And Peter, and Peter said to them, "Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit." Mm. I feel like that's it, not it, really getting. Also, that's baptism, but that's not exactly the point. The um, just something that I will point out, just if you guys want to uh, continue looking for what you're after, feel free. But 
something that I think is valuable to point out on this particular question of is it necessary? I think the thief on the cross and all the other things demonstrate that it's not. But just as an example, something I noticed, I was giving a Bible study on an entirely different topic and I came across in at the end of Mark, Mark chapter 16, verse 16, where Jesus is giving the Great Commission to them in Mark's gospel. Uh, it says, "He, this is Jesus speaking, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. Oh, that's exactly the verse I was looking for. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but he who does not believe will be condemned. At first, it sounds pretty black and white. But when you read what it actually says, it says that belief that leads to baptism, it results in salvation. Mm-hmm. But then it, it says that if you don't believe, you'll be condemned. So the... The real issue between being saved and lost is belief, not the baptism. The baptism is what happens as a result of, of belief. belief. Yes. Yeah. And like we said, you know, there's going to be tons of people from the Old Testament that will be saved and none of them were baptized. Yeah. You could argue circumcision, but then there was tons of people before circumcision. Yes. And so, you know, the symbols are symbols. Mm. And they have, stop. And yes. look, they have an importance. Let's not, like, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. discount that because you Absolutely. gave us a really beautiful analogy of, of what baptism yeah. means to us. And so, mm. we should celebrate that. But we also need to understand that symbolism does not equate yeah. to salvation. Yeah. I heard a story... You write that down. Symbolism does not equate to salvation. Yeah. I heard a story about this um, pastor who was baptizing people. I, I can't remember which country it was in. Maybe India. And... So he had a lot of the local pastors baptizing people with him. There was, you know, tons of people getting baptized after a big evangelistic program. And uh, this one lady was freaked out about getting baptized, like going under the water. She, she was, I don't know, some sort of a phobia or something. Anyway, and so every time he would go to put her under, her feet would come up as her head went under. And so he put her down again <laughs> because he felt like, no, 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 she needs to all go under yeah, at the same <laughs> and, time. And then, so the third time around, he called out to the, the, the pastor who'd come from overseas and he's like, should I do her again? Her feet keep coming up. <laughs> and the pastor's like, no, it's a symbol. <laughs> you know, and that's just a, a really good example of, you know, sometimes we take that symbol just that little bit too far. Like you said, the symbol is good and it's beautiful. And like we all shared, our baptism is a memorable occasion for us because it was a beautiful day of commitment to Christ, etc., etc. But the symbol is not where the salvation is. It's Christ. It's Him being dead and, re- and resurrected for us and us being uh, taken into that that death and that resurrection with him that's where the salvation is and when we place our trust in that Mm. we're saved if we are baptized as a symbol of our uh, sorry as a profession of our of that transformation that's occurred Mm. praise the lord yeah Yeah. but if we're not Mm. he's not going to be standing there at the gates well Mm. you remember that fellow we talked about earlier on john the baptist Baptist? yeah (laughs) he said something he said Mm. I indeed have baptized you with water, but yeah. this is talking about Jesus. He shall baptize you with not oh. water, something else. Holy Spirit. Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what's the difference between getting baptized with water versus the Holy Spirit? Is One water just a symbol? <laughs> water is the symbol mm. of being baptized with the Holy Spirit, yeah. being yeah. baptized the immersion into process. the immersion yeah. process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. The important thing to remember about biblical symbols is there is always an underlying message and we must always come back to that. Yeah. I mean, if we look at our um, Israelite counterparts, that's 
the problem that they ran into. Mm-hmm. They looked to the temple. They forgot what the temple yes. represents. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even circumcision, like we're talking before, they looked to circumcision. Mm-hmm. And that then the New Testament symbol was baptism. And so we can make the same mistake. That's a really good point, Ben. And yeah. we can they, look to baptism as the, the, the point of our salvation. And because they got caught up with the symbol, they missed Christ. Yeah. We yeah. shouldn't do the same because if we miss Christ, we miss salvation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I would even like to take that just one step further to make it really practical. And there might be some people who disagree with this and don't like it, and that's okay. Um, but I would go a step further and say that there is a big thing about well, my conversion experience happened at, you know, X, Y, Z time on this day and, you know, it went like mm. this. And and we place the same kind of trust mm. that you're talking about in that ex- that conversion experience like as if that is what matters mm. when really it's a daily moment-by-moment moment experience, isn't it, Christianity? Yeah. And so salvation is a moment-by-moment moment experience. Mm. And so n- none of the moments in our past should be where we place our confidence, right? Mm-hmm. It should be our co- confidence in Christ in this moment. So if and that's someone- not to say that we people shouldn't have a conversion experience. Yeah, pe- people can't, you know, kind of remember that first oh, time absolutely. they came to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's still allowed to be... We should have a conversion experience every day. Yeah, that's right. But, you know, for that first time for some people or whatever mm. may have brought them to the faith... You know, that's still, still allowed to be a beautiful memory for them. But mm. you're right. It doesn't need to be the anchor mm. that holds them into faith. Well, well not even that, because for some people, it's, it's their, their full confidence. It's like, well, I was converted then, so I don't need to worry about now. And mm. that's probably more where I was going with that. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, there's a, we were just talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And there is a thought out there um, when it comes to baptism that if you are... Now, how do they put it? If you are baptized with water, then you can receive the Holy Spirit. What does the Bible say about that? We read that verse in Acts before, which said, let me just quickly skip over there. Acts 28, Acts 2, 38 says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Mm. That almost sounds like a ladder. Mm. You know, mm. if you do this, then you'll be able to move up to the next rung of the ladder. Mm. Mm-hmm. But uh, what does the Bible say about that? Because I don't think that that's necessarily what, what um, Peter was meaning. Well, seeing we're in Acts, mm-hmm. let's go to Acts 10 and verse 44. And this is... Hang on. Peter as well. 47, shall I say, yeah. Peter talking. Uh, He's in Joppa, I think it is. Anyways, he's preaching and a lot of people believe and the Holy Spirit comes down, Mm -hmm. is poured out on them. And what did Peter say? He said, can, in verse 47, 47, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized? which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. Mm. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord mm. and prayed they him to carry with him so, for a while. They had the Holy Ghost first. Yes. yes. And I would somewhat argue or put forward the point that... Argue if Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would put forward the point that if you haven't got the Holy Spirit working in your life, can you indeed be baptized? Like, what are you symbolizing? What is the symbol? Mm. Yeah. Is it just a facade? Well, because, that's right. It becomes empty, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. If you talk about the, the baptism of John, he was baptizing for repentance. Where does repentance come from? From the you heart. Know, 
you would have hoped from the Holy Spirit. They right? would have yeah. to <laughs> repent before. Yeah. That yeah. Being the Holy baptized. Spirit would already be working in their lives. Yeah. yeah. And so baptism um, is not the beginning of the Christian experience, so to speak, is it? Is baptism it? of the Holy Spirit, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what I mean is that the, the immersion of water is not necessarily the beginning of the Christian experience where yeah. from there then we can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, then we can do this and that and the other. In a lot of cases in Scripture, we see, like, for example, Jesus casts out devils and he says to them, go and tell. He meets the woman at the well. He says to her, go and tell. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. so Jesus is not saying, well, come and be baptized and then you can go and tell because you'll have the Holy Spirit and you'll yeah. be effective. Yeah. He's saying, you know, your work has begun mm-hmm. the moment you met me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so It's yeah. it's a just a um, physical declaration of your commitment and also your acceptance of mm-hmm. of God working on your life. So how early is too early? Is it possible to be baptized too early? That's a great question. Let's pause right there. We'll have our break and we'll be right back with our last segment. Are you enjoying this fundamental so far? Well, we have plenty more where that came from. We started this podcast by focusing on the fundamentals alone. So if you want to hear more of our earlier recordings, please head back and listen to the backlog because we have a lot of great Bible studies that are there for you to use. Are you interested in learning more about us? Well, we just started releasing bio videos to give you guys some insight into our lives. So far, we have Dave's video out, and so we've posted that on our YouTube channel, also on our Facebook page. So if you want to see that, head over and take a look. We would love to hear what you think. So just before the break, we were talking about whether it is possible to be too early into baptism so is it too early to be baptized how early should we baptize well there's quite a spread of experiences even just here at the table you know you were uh, 21 21 yeah, you were 21 will you were t- um, 12. 12 yeah okay so like we have a reasonable spread of experience here um, for me at getting baptized at 20 I felt that that was... I didn't feel like it was too late. Like, in the in the greatest game of things, looking back now, I'm actually really glad. I feel like, for me anyway, for the where I was at in my experience, I feel like that was a really appropriate time to be baptized. But, I don't know, did anyone feel that they were too early or too late? No, it was a good period for my life. Yeah. I don't think there's such a thing as too late, but... Yeah. Well, okay. Let me change. Let me change. Let's ask. Let's ask a different question. Let's ask. What is it that indicates that a, a person is of an age where it is appropriate for them to be baptized? Well, I think we've been talking about this symbol and what it represents, and I don't think you can you can partake of the symbol in its entirety unless you understand it, right? Mm, So baptism is going to be less meaningful if not completely meaningless if you don't really understand what you're symbolizing. Yeah. You know what I mean? If if you're going out there without an understanding, it's going to either just be a whole lot of hype Mm. um, or it's going to be like a a pledge that you're making from your own like steam Mm. saying to God, you know, I promise to do this. <laughs> and Sounds yet, like the Israelites of old. Yeah, yeah. it does too. Yeah. 
All you have said, we will do. Yeah, so I would say um, I think we definitely should be of, of an age where we can you know, thoroughly understand that symbol. And I would, I would just say, just from my own experience, I wanted to get baptized when I was 12, like, like you did, Wilsey. Uh, and that, again, same reason, because there was a group of boys you know, that were wanting to get baptized. And my pastor was really wise. He said to me, because we shifted churches, and so I said, oh, I was planning on getting baptized at my previous church. Can you do that? And the pastor said to me, well, you know what? That's really great. We'll sit down. We'll have a talk about it sometime, hey? And that's where he left me for a little while. And then we sat down and we had a talk about it. And he said, yeah, well, let's work through the process. And there'll be, you know, let's do this and let's do that. And he, he approached it really positively with lots of energy, not discouraging me at all. Mm. But yet at the same time, putting it off till he, he sensed that I was more ready to fully participate in the baptism. And it was another four years before I was baptized. Mm. And so Pastor Danny used, I suppose a positive sort of willing me on to, to wait a little because he knew I would appreciate it more if I waited. Mm. How about you? You know, you were 12 when you were baptized. I sensed when you were telling your story earlier, you were kind of like, yeah, it was cool, but, <laughs> you know, is, is there a but there? Yeah, th- there was. I mean, and it's only, like you said, when you got a bit more maturity to look back on it. So, th- there was that, that but in my story, you know. It was still a, a really good experience. I really enjoyed with my friends, yeah, it, of kind of having this this pledge moment. Yeah. But like you said, like with the Israelites, it was a bit of a pledge moment because I didn't understand the full meaning of baptism. Mm. And I, at 12, didn't really have the maturity or the depth of a relationship with Jesus yeah. that I've come to get in my 20s. Yeah. And so when... And I'm not, not blaming the pastor no, for, no, for doing the not. studies and anything like that. You know, that that's not... You know, that's not where I'm getting at. But of course, when I was 12, I was just finishing primary school. I had no life experience. And then I went into high school where my world completely changed in so many different ways. And I went through puberty. Yeah. And I left church and everything like that because ultimately my bap... Well, I guess... And maybe it had part to do with my baptism, but obviously my life hadn't been embedded in those those kind of ideals and those truths that I... You know, that you kind of pledge yourself towards Hmm. when you've got baptism. So, it wasn't, like I said, until I've come back into the church in my 20s with a bit more maturity and understanding mm-hmm. and, and you start studying these more and more that you start to get a bigger picture of what baptism is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And the other thing, should we be linking it to membership as well? Because that's the other thing we with the church. That's, I think, the reason why we put so much emphasis on baptism is because it's entry into membership of our church as well. Yeah. Can I just go back, just rewind just a fraction? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll come back to that. But um, just before we get off the, it, you know, how early is too early, just in case, just in case we're not projecting this clearly enough, I have actually met some people who at 12 year old are actually ready to be baptized. And so what we're not saying is 12 is the wrong age. Mm, you know, we're absolutely. not saying 12 is too early. We're just saying from your experience, you were too young at 12 mm. and, and I would have been too young at 12. And so we're saying it, it's definitely depends on the individual. Mm. It really does. You know, there's yeah. probably some 16 year olds that wouldn't have been ready. Whereas I think I was, <laughs> you know, I, don't, I think you always look back on your baptism and you feel like I could have been more ready, but I think that's just because you grow yes. afterwards. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but Which I think is a I was good ready. Thing, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> but I think I was ready. But there's probably some people who at 16 wouldn't be ready, and there's probably mm-hmm. some people who at 21 wouldn't be ready. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we're not we're not putting an age on it. Um, we're just saying the individual should should know thoroughly what they're they're doing mm-hmm. when yeah. they're baptized, so and that they can appreciate that. The That's most. right. And if we're going to make a generalization, we don't like to make generalizations, mm-hmm. but ultimately, 
that appreciation will come with experience, exactly. which yeah. ties in with age. But like yeah. you said, I, I agree. I think there are... There are some, yeah. Uh, my wife and I, we went to a baptism and they were some young boys. They were there from about like... I think the youngest was 13 and the oldest was 15. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I know there's not really a lot that separates 12 and 13. But mm-hmm. looking at these young fellas and I'm just like... Well, they really got it because they were like sharing their story, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Yeah, look, we don't, we know we don't have it all together, and we've got no idea really what the big world is like. Yeah. But we're so ready just to dive in and commit everything of who we Amen. are, and, and we know what mm. this love is that we're we're wanting to commit yeah. ourselves to. And so it's like, so they had yeah. an understanding. Yeah, it's like, yeah. well, that that is what baptism mm. is. You know, yeah. they understood that it was more than just trying this empty empty pledge. It was this transformation and this understanding of coming into a new life and committing yeah. themselves to that. Yeah, mm. yeah mm-hmm. it, it's it's based on that, that knowledge and that relationship. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's not based on age. Age is not a prerequisite. We don't see that as a prerequisite um, anywhere. It's that understanding. Well, it's understanding. And not, that's not. the reason why we often look at older individuals. But like you're saying, sometimes... If they're ready, they're ready. Yeah, if you're ready, go for it. So, all right, so you asked the question before I interrupted you before. Um, because we link it to membership. Yes. That's a part of the reason why we put, I, I was think, just thinking, such an, an extra emphasis on it. Yeah, and I was just thinking before when I read Jesus' commission to the disciples, he said, go, make disciples, mm-hmm. which is what, what generally speaking is, is the people that we're bringing into baptism are people who have been discipled by someone mm-hmm. or ideally should have been. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and Jesus says, then baptize them in, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. And then he says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you in line with your ways. And so I think that element there that Jesus mentions after the baptism is that the teaching mm. them to observe all things whatsoever I've told you. Mm. And is, as you go on to read the story, mm. that occurs in the context of church. Like in, in Acts chapter 2, you see that the people who were brought into the church through the messages of, of Peter, it says... And they that gladly received his word were baptized. The same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. That's Acts chapter 2, 41, sorry. Mm-hmm. And then it says in 46, And they, continuing daily with one another in, in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and sing- singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Mm-hmm. I, and probably the verse I was actually looking for that I skipped was 42. They can c- continued steadfastly in, in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in the breaking of bread and in prayers. Yeah. So this process of teaching it occurred in the church. Mm. So Jesus doesn't say explicitly in uh, Matthew 28, make disciples, baptize them, bring them into the church. But he does say teaching them, and that was done in the New Testament context in the church. And I think this is also a, a, a somewhat of a product of our faulty understanding of what the church itself is. And we've yes. spoken about this in, in previous fundamentals, that if we, we see the church as a, an organization or as a building, then we start running into theological issues with yeah. it because the, 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 the word ecclesia that's, that's in the Greek here is speaking of the congregation of believers because if you become a Christian... You naturally become part of the church because you yep. are a part of the body of Christ. Body of Christ, absolutely. Yeah. Which, and like so, I said before, yeah. uh, it's not so much the body of Christ is not so much about being part of the church. It's being part yes. of the new the new humanity yes. that Jesus is yes. making up, and, and the new humanity just happens to be mm. what we call the church. Yeah. yeah, and in our particular 
case in our time here as we are in human history we are a part of the church uh you know in our particular case we're a part of the seventh day adventist church so just in a denominated form that's right so we're not welcoming we're not saying okay if you're you know you're a christian but you're not sorry you're if you're you're an adventist but not necessarily a christian or whatever like we're not we're not drawing lines between like you're a better christian than someone else because you're a part of a church but what we're saying is when you become when you're baptized like it or not you're a part of the church mm-hmm. yeah so the question really becomes uh, like you were saying is should that be linked with church official church membership because uh, for those that aren't in our church uh, when someone is baptized they become uh, officially a member and so what that means is they have the they have a say so when the church gets together and the church makes decisions they have a vote in that process it, they have the capacity to make a motion and and actually accomplish change right to if take you, office to take office absolutely you can take responsibility in the church which is what god intended us to do that's why we have spiritual gifts that's why there are offices set up in the church why are you laughing calm down you? mr meetings <laughs> <laughs> just because you love meetings so much all right all right i get your point now we get what you mean we yeah. get what you mean the church is to yes. carry the mission of god forward that's it's right. a body that that achieves god's mission yes. on, on earth and so why wouldn't you want to join yeah. Exactly. If yeah. you, in my mind, if you are truly a, a believer in Christ, then you would want to be a part of a church so you can affect change for God. That's yeah. what I'm saying. What, what we aren't saying though is being part of like a cultish sort of a group. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. And the other thing is, let's face it, the more important point here is having a connection with fellow believers and, of course, God. Yes. Membership, yeah. let's face it, is a secondary concern. Mm-hmm. So Important but secondary. Yes, important but secondary. So, yes, it comes along with it, but at the same time, it shouldn't be the emphasis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, there's a Bible verse that says, in, in 1 Corinthians 12, says, For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have all made to drink into one Spirit. So, what do you guys think about rebaptism? Do you think it's biblical? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's much of a biblical precedent for it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think probably one of the main reasons for that is the the space of time, like we said, baptism was instituted in the New Testament. Yeah. And the space of time between the beginning of the New Testament and the end of the New Testament is relatively short in the in the scheme of things mm. and it tells a very sort of narrow window of that period of history anyway mm. so there's not really a very broad perspective to draw from mm. as far as the biblical content um, I think there are there are references that sort of indicate that rebaptism is certainly what, what would you say that it's that it's perfectly fine mm. um, and, I, and I would go as far as to say that in some cases it is certainly the best thing for that individual Um, because it would be like we we were speaking of sorry i'm just trying to figure out how to frame this in my head because there's so many thoughts that i could share right now (laughs) i'm I'm going to simplify and i'm going to say that rebaptism would be like i've died I've, i've risen with christ and then i have publicly gone and and chosen to be the old man again and I've gone, you know, hardcore into being the old man. Mm-hmm. And now I'm coming back into the church. And so, uh, coming back into the church, you want to make a public declaration declaration in front of everyone that I'm coming back. I'm, I'm going down again to, to die with Christ and be resurrected with Christ. So, if I can just wrap potentially different language around that. 
what you're saying is the the necessity of rebaptism is only for uh, you know to wrap churchy language around it. It's for apostasy, not for backsliding. Yes. Would that be a way of? Uh, would that be accurate based on what you're saying? I guess that's one way you could say it. Yeah. Yeah. So but, uh, I, I wouldn't probably necessarily draw the line there mm-hmm. because I think if somebody if somebody has backslidden to the point where they, they feel they need to be rebaptized, mm. I wouldn't turn them away. Yeah. Do you know, no. do you know what I mean? So. Yeah. I get what you're saying. It's probably a good distinction, mm. but I'm just saying maybe it's a little too black and white. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I, I do. I do see what you mean. There. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Because backsliding. Well, when I was saying backsliding, and how do you qualify the difference? Too? Absolutely. <laughs> well, when I, when I was saying backsliding, what I was meaning is, you know, just like in all of our lives, uh, over time, sometimes you slip into bad habits, and mm-hmm. you know, the old the old man comes to the surface. You know, if your thing was, I don't know, you know, pick whatever it is, swearing or you know. W- drinking or whatever it may have been if that pops to the surface i don't think that necessarily means oh gotta go get rebaptized immediately you know and it doesn't mean you get rebaptized 15 times in 20 years or anything like that either. Uh, uh, yes yeah. yes yeah, yeah that's right because you don't want to devalue the meaning of the symbol either yeah, because yes. then it then it becomes like having a shower at the end of the day sort of you know <laughs> <laughs> i made a mistake today i need a, <laughs> yeah. need a baptism yeah good oh, that's not dear. the point either so, okay, did, did, did I just pull something? No, about, no, that like, was good what you said. I'm just thinking about how often we do that. <laughs> you know, okay. we come to Christ and we're like, yeah, I need a shower, God. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm dirty right now. Mm. Right, right. But we do have something that is a little bit similar to baptism mm. that we do on a regular basis. We talked about it before. True. What was it? True. Uh, well, that, that we one, do, as yeah, in our particular yeah, denomination. Once a quarter? Yeah. 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 Once a quarter, we have ordinance services. We have foot washing. Communion. Yeah, communion. Absolutely. So. The Lord's Supper. Any other names you want to pull? Yeah. <laughs> ordinances. Yeah. Yeah. You already said that. Oh, did we did say that. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah. yeah, like you're saying, it's it's a symbol of that cleansing, right? Yeah. It's like a, a recommitment. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And so, again, if we feel like that is sufficient for what we ha- for our peace with God, mm. if we feel like that's sufficient, then praise the Lord, yeah. you know, ordinances it is. Um, but it's not always sufficient. Yeah. And, and it's just, not to exclude, you know, is all I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. I just found a, a text that I wanted to share just to base on this, which is Acts chapter 19. I'll start in verse 1. It says, And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth, and that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus, and finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into into what then were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Jesus Christ. When they heard this, they were baptized and ca- and in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them... <laughs> you just have a good old quiet <laughs> chuckle, aren't you? Oh, man. You just couldn't believe it as soon as... Paul comes back with, like, to whom were you baptised if you don't know who the Holy Spirit is? I'm sorry. I was trying to be quiet. I know. Do you know how hard it is to read when someone is just laughing across the table from you? Hang on a second. Just to hold yourself together while I finish these last two verses. 
When they heard this, they were baptized. Last verse. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So they were baptized and they were baptized again as a result of receiving new light. Dave, you want to explain yourself? <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. So I'm to me, the, this, this passage that you read, yes. it was as though they were very young mm. or... Um, immature believers. Immature or ignorant of... Yeah. Of what baptism symbolized, yeah. them getting rebaptized was okay. I actually know what it's about now. <laughs> Let's get baptized properly. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And that, I, I think that's the that's the point. That this passage is is probably the best support for rebaptism in scripture because you're seeing a body of believers who receive new light and this is why you see in a lot of cases um, we see it in our church i assume we'd see it in others as well that if somebody has already been a christian they may have been baptized before but they didn't understand about sabbath they didn't understand about sanctuary they didn't understand about the state of the dead like these some of these key principles that we teach as a church when they come into our church they learn about those and they feel that well now i have such a, a greater understanding uh, I'm changing my life. It's appropriate for me to be baptized again because of that. Or, you know, like like we were saying, if someone is immature or someone does get baptized when they're so young that they don't necessarily have the understanding that they wish they had, there's nothing wrong with them being baptized as an adult because if they, you know, if what they feel is genuine, then, you know, really it, it, that's their first baptism, right? Because it's the first time they've understood it completely. So, just to wrap this discussion up, what do we think, uh, like, what would be the other fundamentals that this is linked to? Life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, yeah. obviously. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The church itself. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, salvation. So, justification. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, the, basically, I think what we're saying is that this is anything that is to do with the church or our experience is going to be in, interwoven with baptism because it is that it is that symbol that does tie into all of those other things. Yeah, and it's the reason why we look for an understanding of them all because mm. this is the it's a symbolic of um, that walk into membership. And yeah, and so I guess just to just to finish off, if there's anybody that's listening who hasn't been baptized or to that end feels that they need to be baptized again, we would just really encourage you to talk to someone, talk to a pastor, talk to one of the elders, talk to someone that is spiritually mature, that you trust their their insight and ask them about the process because it is if god is laying it on your heart there's nothing better that, that you can do you know that that is going to make a dramatic and beautiful difference in your life so uh, as a group we encourage you to do that yeah and look if we all here have been baptized probably uh, probably a portion of our listeners will have been baptized already mm-hmm. um i think also just remembering that that symbol is supposed to carry carry on through every mm. you know every day every moment of our day mm. and just remembering um what it was that we were declaring mm. what it was that was was happening when we were, were mm. baptized and living that experience daily just yeah. but giving ourselves every opportunity to be immersed in god's love daily yeah. frequently it's, throughout the day as we said it's a a symbol of us dying and being raised in in christ mm. yeah and what does paul say 
I die daily. I die daily. So it, mm. it is a daily work. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. We're not getting immersed in water every day. No, mm. but the relationship. The is relationship daily. is daily. It mm. is being refreshed daily. It needs to be refreshed daily. That, that choice to continue to walk in unity yeah. with Christ. It's a continual choice. Just like marriage. I got married to Sarah five years ago. It was on a specific day, but it's not our anniversary or or, or the wedding day that is what makes the marriage. That what makes the marriage. It's is, every is day. Every day. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. So with that, we're going to uh, close up this particular session. Thank you for joining us for another fundamental. Uh, it, it's been a, it's been a great study. We enjoyed we enjoyed the discussion, and we look forward to catching you guys next week for uh, I believe another truth nugget. So we'll see you guys then. And that's the end of another episode. Just before I head off, I want to encourage you to go over to our page on Facebook and also our account on Instagram and follow us there because that is where we interact with our listeners and we would love for you to enter in and join the conversation. Also, while you're signing up, I would also recommend signing up to our mailing list on our website, oztabletalk.com.au. If you do that, you will receive our exclusive content because occasionally we do release exclusives and they only go out to our mailing list so i would strongly recommend you go and sign up for that if you have a few more minutes to be one of the most amazing listeners on the planet you can go over to itunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review because reviews help us to grow and they help other people to find us so if you want to help us reach those goals please jump in and give us a review the final message that i'd like to leave you with is to let you know about our patreon account now Patreon is a way for creators to get paid for creating and ultimately what we do does cost money to get us hosted and have the services that we need to run the podcast and so if you'd like to help us do that jump over onto patreon.com slash oztabletalk and you can you can give anything from even a dollar a month upwards but at different levels there are different benefits different rewards that we want to give you just to say thank you for being an amazing supporter of ours if you can't afford that we would just gratefully accept your prayers because that is what our ministry runs on. And so with that, I will leave you to your day and thank you so much for listening to this episode. We look forward to seeing you guys next week.